0: We're live on the Shy City Sports Podcast with myself, AJ, and my man, Michael Flores. Follow me on Twitter, aj 4 and Michael Flores on Twitter, at MPFlores90. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great, dude. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, the Bears won. We're 5-1. and one, And by experts, and by experts, I mean Jason Luckham fora we're the worst 5-1 football team in the NFL. Boo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him and what's going on, but I I don't know. I think he's got a sparrow up his ass like that. I don't know, but it, it just seems like there's a lot of people that are really hating on the Bears for no reason. I don't know why, but, you know, despite the bad calls by the officiating crew, the Bears overcame that and they won a football game.
1: Yeah, you know, Eddie Jackson has tweeted out multiple times already complaining about officiating this year. He now has two touchdowns called back on him. You know, he had one this past week and one against the Giants, which near them should have been overturned. And he should have two on the books already this year.
0: And, you know, like, man's trying to make a play. You know, he's just trying to make a play. He's not trying to, you know, destroy the wide receiver or anything. You know, he was trying to make a play in that Giants game, and he was trying to make a play in this Panthers game. So, you know, I don't blame him, you know. Skip his two picks and let's just move on but you know what's done is done now he just has to get those two picks now legitimately now i guess if they weren't already but you know bears finally score third quarter points
1: yeah it's it's about damn time because this is the first touchdown that they've scored in the third you know they've they've been outscored now 29 to 7 in the third they're not coming out in the second half strong but they're finishing it up in the fourth you know they. They've They've scored fifty eight points in the fourth quarter this year already and that's a fifty eight to twenty six difference and it's great and all, but I wanna see some some third quarter action.
0: Yeah, definitely. I wanna see some balance too, because you gotta come out um, strong after the first half, you know, like that statement drive that you make in the third quarter when you come out of the locker room, that's to drive the drive that scares the other team. So that's the, that's the level that we want this bears team to be playing at. And hopefully we see that next week against the Rams and speaking of the Rams, what do you think about that game?
1: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. You know, I'm not worried about our defense getting to golf. Um, I like the, I like our defense versus their offense. What what does scare me is their defense versus our offense. You know, Aaron Donald out there is leading the league with seven and a half sacks already this year. The guy's a monster. You know, they're they're allowing the fourth least amount of yardage per game than any other team. You know, they're right around 318. They're allowing about 209, 210 passing yards, 109 rushing yards. Biggest thing is they are only giving up on average nineteen points a game, and that's even after getting their asses handed to them versus the 49ers.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, you know I don't I don't feel really that confident in our off in our offense, but I really feel confident in our defense. But let me go back to our offense real quick. You know, Aaron Donald, you mentioned that force in the middle of that Los Angeles Rams defense. You know, I'm scared because we have um, Rashad Coward at left guard. And you know he's not that good. You know I've seen him on <laughs> I've seen him on his bottom this uh, this Panthers game when that when Nick Foles threw that egregious interception. Uh, granted, it was a bad bad interception by Nick Foles, but let's be real, folks. Coward Rashad Coward is not the answer at left guard. I mean James Dandel was that force, but uh, he's out with that peck injury. But you know we need to make a move for this guard spot. I
1: think. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we need to make some kind of change. I don't know who it is yet. I mean, maybe maybe we go and pick up Quentin Spain who got, just got released from the Bills today.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if
1: something like that happens, I mean, yeah, watch the, out.
0: Right, right. And that, that makes us a contender easily because, you know... If if Eddie is if Eddie is actually not that bad from what I see, it's uh, more you know Charles Leno and Rashard Coward, and like if we can get Quentin Spain, it'll put more it'll, like it'll take the pressure off of Charles Leno and you know Quentin Spain who started the last four seasons without getting injured. It's a perfect plug and play mold at left guard. Ryan Pace, what are you doing? Go get him. Let's try to win this, you know, and and, and it'll actually help in the run game too believe it or not
1: yeah and the run game needs to we need more runs we just need to to keep running the ball
0: and and you know david montgomery continues to get better and it's just like you know we need that consistency and matt nagy is not providing a consistency it's like you know you give the ball to him 19 times this game for 58 yards averaging 3.1 yards per carry it's like I need a little bit more. I need like twenty-seven carries. I need eighty-six yards and I need three point three yards per carry, right? I need more from David Montgomery. I mean like, you know, we need to see something like the Falcons game, where he was just involved out of nowhere, right? That pass that Nick Foles made and David Montgomery made a n- no game pass out of a six gain a six yard game. That's what we need to see. And like David Montgomery has all of that the aggressiveness the the force he has the strength. He he could he can run this offense, but Matt Nagy needs to feed him the ball.
1: Yeah, nineteen isn't enough for me. I'm looking at at least twenty five. Mm-hmm. Hell, minimum twenty five. Give me twenty five to thirty and let Montgomery go to work. I mean, he can run. He's he's strong. You know, if you're not gonna let him run, throw it to him more often than. You know, this week he had five targets, four catches, thirty nine yards. Yeah. You know. Give him the boss one way or another.
0: Definitely. You just have to, like, you know, get him involved. And who knows, Lamar Miller, who's who we signed a couple of weeks ago, is probably getting into football shape because, you know, last year, if you guys, if you guys remember, he tore his ACL. And, you know, it takes some time to have someone – um, That didn't play football last year to get them back in the football shape. So we just have to be a little bit more patient about Lamar Miller. Maybe that's not why we're making any running back moves or anything like that. Or we didn't sign Le'Veon Bell or anything like that. It's just because we signed Le'Veon Bell and we're trying to get him in football shape. And hopefully by like week nine or ten, he's ready um, for this playoff run. That we have about 86% chance to make the playoffs. Michael.
1: Yeah, you have a. David Montgomery, Lamar Miller, you know, back uh, tandem there. You should be able to do something. I mean, yeah, we didn't get Bell, but I'm not too beat up about it. It, yeah. it happens. I'm used yeah. to not getting the guys that I want to <laughs> get with this Bears team already.
0: Of course. Yeah. It's it's just like you want, but, you know, you want the guy, but you don't get that guy because of the franchise and it's okay, but it happens, you know, like it's a business and they, they, they pick the guys that they want and the guys fit their scheme and. In coaches' schemes. So, and speaking of coaches, Matt Nagy's questionable play calling to seal the game in the fourth quarter. He gave the ball back right after 15 seconds with the Buck 25 left to the Panthers. And the Panthers, I believe, didn't have any timeouts left, but they had enough time to go down the field with Teddy Bridgewater to tie the game up.
1: Yeah, you can't give them, you can't give a team more time. Take as much time as you want off the, mm-hmm. off the clock. As, as you can, really. It takes as much time as you can off the clock. And that goes back to the run, run the damn ball.
0: Mm-hmm. Just run the middle. The middle. Yeah. Stay
1: off the sidelines.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just yeah, run. Don't go
1: third and 20 and throw a damn curl route again.
0: <laughs> yeah, just uh, just run... Just run the football, like and that's just that's just what the Bears need to do when it comes to like sealing games. I don't know what Matt Nagy was thinking on that slant route to uh, to Allen Robinson on third down, and that ball wasn't even nowhere near the sticks. That ball was like I think it had a a yard and a half short from the sticks, and he would have been short anyway if we caught it. And that's just uh, and then that's just, and then that just goes back to the play calling that was extremely terrible egregious by Matt Nagy there
1: yeah um whether I don't know if he's just allergic to the run game or what but somebody's got to change the change the playbook a little bit up for him maybe let foe start calling some plays um there was that one game a couple weeks ago you know where it looked like he was yelling at him on at the sidelines telling him I don't care this is how you run the damn play
0: yeah, definitely. That's what they. You just need to let a veteran QB like Nick Foles just run the offense that he's fit to run. He's got the coaches on his on on his corner, and he's got Matt Nagy who's being really stubborn right now. But hopefully, guys, he could um really let Nick Foles run this offense. You know, that ten days that we had before this Panthers game, it really seemed like Nick Foles was um moving this offense with ease. But like, hopefully, in this Rams game, we'll see that again um but speaking of that you know first drive points you know it's really cool to see first drive points right michael
1: yeah i mean i wish i knew what that was because we've scored first drive of the game twice you know week two we we were able to get a, a montgomery 28 yard touchdown to cap off a 12 pay 12 play 82 yard drive but this week we finally got ourselves a a Cole Komet sighting. You know, he's got that seven-yard touchdown t- this week, and I was glad to finally see him. I wasn't sure if he existed.
0: You know, honestly, I'm, I'm a big Notre Dame fan, and, you know, like I, I was surprised myself that he was in the end zone. I thought it was actually Jimmy Graham from first sight. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, Graham's got his f- fifth touchdown, and he actually might end up like with 11 touchdowns, and then they said Cole Komet, and I'm like, what? Uh, Notre Dame boy I'm a big Notre Dame fan guys if you guys don't know out there um, you know it was finally see it was finally amazing to see um, Cole commit in the end zone um, really hung on to that ball and Nick Foles a really nice dart between two defenders right there
1: yeah definitely he he had a thread that needle and you know he hit it and you know commit took Kamek took his hits and held onto the
0: ball to get his first touchdown, and yeah.
1: you know, hats off to him. I hope uh, we see him a lot more now instead of just there to be to block people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I think this was the game where uh, we finally saw the transition of him being a blocking tight end to a receiving tight end. Obviously, he'll be doing both, but you know, he's suited to do both, and hopefully, Nagy sees that his importance to the offense is some- somewhat important, so he can be a second target to Jimmy. Graham and maybe Harris can be a third target to go commit and Jimmy Graham so um, hopefully as the season progresses we'll be able to see that but this defense man this Bears defense you know if we don't win a Super Bowl with this Bears defense we're gonna have to wait another decade you know that right Michael
1: yeah and that's the thing you know as, as the Bears have been blessed with defenses man you know, we can't find a damn quarterback to save our lives, but we mm-hmm. can we can put together a defense. Yeah. And our guys have looked good. You know, I mean, Kyle Fuller, Jalen Johnson, you know, they had lowest completion percentage in the league by cornerbacks to them. They're at forty two point nine percent, forty four percent, forty four point seven percent, respectively. And you know what? People aren't catching it on them. You know, they're they're doing their job day in, day out. And, you know, I hope they get to see the respect that that they deserve very, very soon
0: absolutely and like um i think you i think i remember you telling me that you put some money on that future for jalen johnson what was the odds
1: i did the odds were i believe somewhere right around uh, maybe around plus 500 i'd have to oh, check again wow. but i put 10 dollars down on that one for him to win defensive rookie of the year and you know what if he keeps it up man He's gonna he's gonna bring me some money too.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. Ever since that Lions game and like he, he batted the ball away from Kenny Kenny Galladay, I believe it was. And that he is a statement corner. When I say statement corner, like he really made those plays at Utah. I I, I enjoyed watching the Pac twelve, um, two years ago. He made some really nice plays and Pace find finally found a gold pick to play a signed, play aside uh, Kyle Fuller there. So uh, he's hang on to those pets if you got that pet where jalen johnson can win defense rookie of the year um some great odds there michael and my buddy austin um uh, good luck to you guys there hopefully you catch that bet knock on wood there yeah
1: i hope so because uh wearing 33 as a quarterback in chicago is uh it's a lot to live up to and i mean he looks good so far he's no he's no tillman yet but yeah he looks good
0: yeah, he, he doesn't have that peanut punch yet, but like he'll get there. Ho- hopefully he'll get there. I have a Tillman jersey in my closet. Uh, don't want to tape over it and write Till. Uh, don't want to tape over it and write um Johnson on it. I'll just get myself a um Jalen Johnson jersey and just hang hang them oh, sure. up side to side. It's just you know a legend and a legend in waiting. You know that's what I want to <laughs> have that as. I guess like hopefully it turns out well for Jalen Johnson as his career in Chicago progresses. Um, but you know Roquan. And Kyle Fuller, man, you know, Roquan is playing like he did uh, when he was drafted in Chicago in his rookie year, or probably yeah, even man. better.
1: Yeah, he looks good. He led the lead this, uh, this week in tackles. He had like 12 of them. One of them was for a loss, mm-hmm. threw it in a pass deflection there. You know, he's, I'm glad he's, he's starting to come into his own again because I was getting a little worried, I'm not going to lie, but he's out on Twitter loving himself. I mean, it's showing out on the field. I love it. I'm I'm here for Roquan Smith
0: season. I'm here for him. You know, taking that photo with the flower. You know, that's just <laughs> that's just that's just my favorite photo of Roquan. You know, I never thought like this this would be like this type of is is he trolling us with these photos? Like, I really think that he's trolling us, but like like I don't know. At the same time, I I kind of think that he could just be like a, a good dude. I guess who just likes flowers. But that that photo, every time I see it, like in a meme or something, it's just it's just... Oh, wow this makes me laugh it's just so wholesome yeah um you know it's you don't you don't expect that to see that out of roquan smith but here we are you know roquan smith uh loving flowers i guess <laughs> yeah but uh you know kyle fuller you know that the same hit that he had against sampa bay was flagged um here against the Panthers. What do you think about that? What's this officiating crew doing? Like, do we need to revisit this? Does the NFL need to re- revisit this? Like, is this like a shadow of like real refs being to replace the replacement refs?
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. There, there's so many, so many phantom pass interferences that they're calling and it's getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these calls is going to completely change the outcome of the game. It's not going to get to the point where it just made the drive shitty it's going to get to the point where it's going to change the outcome of the game and players are going to their players are going to have enough of it and they're going to they're going to start getting a lot more vocal than they already have
0: yeah and like you know we we already saw the example of eddie jackson you know talking about you know like, these calls and stuff and i remember one of my buddies telling me like can he get fined for this but like technically he can't because he's not directing this comment to a certain ref or something like that so i mean he can't get um f- fined for this like i don't know like um if someone could read the rule book and tell me that i'm wrong but like I- i'm pretty sure that like it has to be directed to the ref but like you know like he has every right to be mad like that those are just two phantom calls you know giants one well, he's just trying to play the ball and in this panthers <laughs> one it's just like all right it's just ridiculous. And then I think I saw another call, um, a DB on Allen Robinson, and that just gave me shades of the um, the Falcons game, where he had the ball in the end zone, and then it was, to intercep- uh, then it was um, ruled interception after review. It's just crazy. Like yeah, they, they don't call those.
1: Yeah, you have him You have them on the goal line, about to make a catch. And let's just go ahead and wrap his head and bring him down. And, yeah, that seemed legal enough to me.
0: Yeah, it's just – it's crazy. And hopefully the NFL uh, can actually revisit this whole situation of the officiating crews because, like, it has just been absolutely just horseshit, pardon my language. But it has just been terrible. But as we move on to the season, we are the worst stuff. I'm one football team in the nation, so what do you think about Cairo Santos finally being the man in Chicago? Um, Chicago has been waiting for a kicker solution ever since Robbie Gould left the team in 2015 I believe it was, so uh, what do you think there, Michael?
1: Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, Santos looked good. He went 3-for-3, three three, hit a 53-yarder this week. You know, perfect for extra points on the season.
0: Right down the middle. It, too.
1: Sounds, it sounds funny to say. Yeah, and it sounds funny to say, but it's something the Bears needed. I mean, if you look around the league, there's a lot of guys missing these extra points. And, you know, that seems like a gimme, but hit them. Just do your job, and you're fine. And Sansos looks good. He was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Week this week, and he deserves it, man. I think he's taking over Pinheiro's job, and I think Pinheiro's out of here. He's probably stick around just in case Sansos get hurt, but it's, uh, it's Cairo season.
0: It is definitely Cairo season, and you know, like, uh, is it just me or have I been seeing you know kickers around, kickers around the league, just, uh, you know, just missing these kicks or just like doinking off the upright uh, post? Like, I think Cody Parky invented this.
1: Yeah, and then we lose the the playoff match against the Eagles off his double doink. But then I think it was last week he double doinked it in. Mm-hmm. For, for a win
0: yeah and it's, like yeah, yeah we
1: couldn't catch a break for the with our kickers for a while
0: yeah and hopefully hopefully Kyro Santos can carry that up that momentum into like the rest of the season and into the playoffs and the Bears as you guys already know have an 86 percent chance in the league to make the playoffs and also are the second seed behind the Seattle Seahawks we're the second best team in the NFC baby come on on like I don't care what the haters <laughs> say I don't care what they I don't I don't really care it's just you know just take it in guys this is something really, really special that the Bears are five and one doesn't matter what teams you beat what what what, where they're ranked in the power rank tables or anything like that that doesn't matter all right what matters is you're five and one a dub is a dub and you move on and you take it and and you just move on to the next week um so hopefully the Bears uh they overtake the Rams and they beat six and one what do you think of the score Michael
1: Oh man, you know it's going to be an interesting match. I think it's—I don't—I think it's going to be low scoring,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I think it's going to be uh, Cairo Santos keeping us in this game. To be honest, to be honest, I'm hoping for a 17-14 win.
0: Okay, I like that score prediction. I'm just going to go a little bit higher. I think I'm going to go 22. Um, 22- 16 we're going to have another victory where the bears score about like tw- 21 to 22 points um keep it in their season average um i imagine that's what they want to do to stay within like the offensive rankings and stuff um and then if you can get pressure on Jared Goff he's going to fold like he did last week against the 49ers and the 49ers uh, they came out like and they're hurt uh if you look at the 49ers defense they don't have Nick Bosa they don't have a couple of other players. They don't have Richard Sherman, I believe. Um, they don't have their um, starting corners. Like, like they're they're running their defense with their fourth and fifth corners, and they still beat the Los Angeles Rams. And it's it's amazing that they've it, they're able to do that. But like, imagine the Bears with Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fuller and what they can do. Um, and hopefully, if Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack can get some pressure on Jared Goff, we're going to see a fumble or two by jared Goff and maybe a pick he threw four picks in chicago in 2018 so hopefully we get to see a game like that michael what do you think
1: yeah i'm hoping for at least two turnovers um we had the defense to do it hopefully mm-hmm. they don't get called back and you know i'm looking forward to seeing uh to seeing mac just put a uh, golf on his ass again so let's get it
0: yeah, definitely. This is an explicit podcast, so we will swear from now and then. But, like, you know, I will try to edit it out as much as I can, to be honest. Like, there's a lot of people with kids in their cars. But, like, you know, I like to make Sorry, jokes. Kids. <laughs> I like to make jokes, but, like, you know, we're really being blunt about this football team and really trying to understand this football team as the season goes. So, um, guys, enough about football. Um, the Bears, hopefully, they win this Sunday. But the World Series. The Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Dodgers take game one. They get another shot of the title. Um tonight here in about a half hour here. The Rays will play game two with um Blake Snell on the mound going going a bit going going up but uh, yeah. Going up against Goslin um on the mound on the mound for the Dodgers. Um what do you think, Michael, about this one?
1: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. Um, you don't want to go as far as saying this is a must-win for the Rays, but it's kind of a must-win. You don't want to go down 2-0 to the Dodgers right away with, after right. your two best pitchers have gone. But I think Blake Snell is going to come out and show up. You know, he's he's a great pitcher. He may not have looked his best this year, but you know he was coming off that injury. I think it was last year. So I'm I'm here for it. Um, I'm not a big big fan of the Dodgers. I don't want to see them win again today but I think Blake Snell is going to come out he's going to shove you know he's he's going to look good early on as long as he can he can keep the guys off the bases he can stop walking guys he'll be fine
0: Definitely I agree with you man I think uh, like if Blake Snell can actually stay on the mound until, like you know the 5th or 6th inning like he's going to need a deep out in this one I know he doesn't really go that long like they may they they might do like a combination of Blake Snell and Yarborough they might have Blake Snell go four or five innings and then have Yarbrough do two and then have a closer um like i don't know like i i always whenever i see Blake Snell pitch like Yarboroughs like their follow up pitcher that's i don't know <laughs> um but like like you know i i think the the race, um you know pitching is pretty deep and i think like you know they've they've gone seven games before and i think they could they could really, you know, tee off with this Dodgers team in seven games. Like, I, I, think it's gonna definitely gonna go to seven games. But, you know, this is a game that the Tampa Bay Rays need to need to win for for it to go to seven games for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's gonna go seven. Um, the baseball fan and me wanted to go seven, mm-hmm. and realistically, I think it will. The both teams have the offense and the pitching to be able to to compete with one another. Um, yesterday's game, I wasn't really expecting an eight to three finish. To be honest, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a lot closer,
0: um, like a four to three finish. If anything like that, Mookie Homer would just put it over the top, like four to three, but I wasn't expecting. That yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that six run ending at all.
1: And that, and that's the problem glass now, you know, he, he was both good and very bad, very bad you know, he struck yeah. out eight. But he walked six. You cannot walk six guys and expect to win in the playoffs.
0: I don't know. Something is about it. something up about his changeup or something like that. Like I, I don't know. Like like Cody Bellinger rocked one of his changeups to uh, right field, and like he just kept on throwing those uh, low, um, low fastballs, and that's where he got got hurt a little bit, and he, yeah, it's it turned out really bad for him. And like you, you said, what he walked what six? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, do that. six guys. Yeah, you can't walk six and have eight strikeouts. Like, really, if you really look at it like a, um, like a, this is what I I call it, I made it up, like a strikeout to walk differential. It's really two because you gave up six walks and you had eight strikeouts and you put six people on base and I think four of those became runs, I think, that inning. So it it ends up being a bad performance overall.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to go at least five as a starter in the playoffs. Um, You want to limit the usage of your bullpen, right? And unfortunately, he didn't get out of the fifth. He went four and a third, and that's just that's just not enough. I mean, there's times where he looked really good. The third inning, he struck out the side. You know, I I think he actually got Mookie swinging, which doesn't doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen, yeah,
0: yeah. Doesn't happen. Like, uh, and also on his changeups, he got Mookie. he got Mookie swinging too, which was really surprising because Mookie doesn't swing at those, but he did. But then, you know, when the bullpen came in, Mookie kind of just smacked the two c two uh, to right, and it really see that was one of those really good home run there by Mookie Betts.
1: Yeah, I think it's now four or five games in a row now. Mookie has had a play that that was a statement play. This yeah. was his first home run, but the other ones have all been just fantastic defensive plays.
0: Yeah, I think the Dod- like I I I don't want to be like, you know, biased of being the Cubs fan or anything. I think the Dodgers will win the World Series. Um it's just like the curse has just been way too long for them and I think they're tired of it. And like since the LA Lakers won, I think it's going to be an all LA championship. So as much as I want the Rays to win the World Series, I think the Dodgers are going to do it. If that makes any sense, Michael. It's like Yeah. It's, it's a long time coming for the, the Dodgers, I think.
1: Yeah, I think they're at I think they're at eight division titles in a row or something like that and they've made a run in like the past four four out of five years to the World Series or something crazy like that. And it's it's pretty much time for them. I'd I'd rather see the Rays win it to be honest, but I think the Dodgers are the better team here to to be completely honest. And
0: I mean I know what I
1: I just wanted to go to seven.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy about whoever wins it. I mean, I just think that the Dodgers might win it, but like whoever I mean, made the best man win. Like I think the Dodgers they they went to the World Series when the Astros won the World Series, and that was kind of a you know, like that was just how the Astros won that World Series and how the Dodgers were just like, oh my God, wow, this really happened to us. We ran into a cheating team in that Major League Baseball. This is just crazy. Like
1: yeah, the World owes them one.
0: Yeah um and hope oh ho- ho- like 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 i said m- made the best man win uh, in this world series it's an enjoyable baseball that we're gonna have these last six games and then it's gonna start back in april next year hopefully it starts back in april next year um but yeah look, i hope so yeah but ho- ho- hope so we get back and get it back like uh get back 162 game season next year. Like that's just, I think that we're going to be able to see like a lot of things change. If this, if everything changes to it goes back to the way it was and it changes to 162 game season, we're going to see the Marlins probably not making the playoffs um and all of that. So.
1: Yeah. And hopefully two teams that are under 500 do not make it. Yeah. I mean, we had both the Brewers and the Astros make it at two games under 500 That just shouldn't happen.
0: Yeah, and like the Astros, they're like if you're really looking at at a 162 game standpoint, they would have been eliminated um, with like I think 15 or 20 games left in the season, Um, and it just makes sense that way because uh, this format, yeah, um, Robert Manfred does want it uh, extended, and he likes it extended, but I don't think the owners look at it that way. Like, and hopefully when it comes to this uh, – when he puts it to a vote for next season, I don't know if it's – um if they're keeping it like this or anything like that, Michael. But um, I really think when it comes to, like, these owners, I don't think the owners are going to allow it, which is, like, you know, bottom feeder teams making it to the playoffs. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. But, like, moving on into our betting segment, guys, um, We like we have some underdogs for you. Michael, go ahead with your underdog for the week seven – NFL lines.
1: Yeah, so I want to go with the Las Vegas Raiders this week. They are plus 176 at FanDuel. Tampa Bay's favorite at minus two ten. I don't think the Bucks are who they look like this past week. Yeah, their defense is pretty damn good. They look good. Um I don't I mean, believe in Brady.
0: I mean, let's face it, they beat they beat on a inferior Packers team. Who have the Packers played in the first five weeks of the of, of the regular season? I don't know who they played. They played the Bucks and they I believe they played the Vikings once and the Jags, I think I wanna say. Like I don't know. But like they played five teams that like only one of them had winning records. And I did bet the Bucks against the Packers this past Sunday. And I did jinx Aaron Rodgers. And I said something on Twitter about, like, this man hasn't thrown a pick before. The next drive, this man throws a pick six, and then Tampa Bay, they just pour it on, and they they hit my bet and everything. It's just, you know, like, I don't think the Packers are the team that people think they are. I think they're a little inferior than a lot of people think. Like, a, a good defense and a team that the Chicago Bears beat, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they let that team beat them. It's just how 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 metrics worked kind of thing, Michael. Like
1: Yeah, I agree. And you know, making a comment on uh that Twitter Twitter joke you made about him finally throwing a pick, he ended up throwing two in his next three passes. Yeah. And dude, I love it. I love seeing Aaron Rodgers fail.
0: It's I, I, I love it too but like if if, if suddenly one day he was our if he was our quarterback then we're going to have to be forced to root against him but I don't think that will happen like I think he's I don't think it's remotely possible with Nick Foles in the building now like if if it were to happen that'd be really really weird if Aaron Rodgers was not in Chicago
1: He comes to Chicago I think we have a championship team with that defense in him there's no way that we should lose Yeah
0: I agree with the way that he's playing right now. I don't think that's the way that we lose, but... eh, I don't think it's going to happen, but we will see. But my underdog for this weekend is the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Tennessee Titans. You can get their you can get their money line at +107, plus +105 plus at different books. Um, I really think that this, this Pittsburgh Steelers defense is really going to shut down this Titans offense. They're really going to force uh, Ryan Tanner to throw the ball a lot. Um, and it's going to it's going to be ugly for the Titans. Um, but then again, they have they have a really good running back. They do have a really good quarterback. They did, they have AJ Brown. They have John Smith. They have all those crazy weapons, and if this could actually turn into a shootout um, with both offenses going at it. With Big Ben, who has been played, who has played remarkably well. I don't know what happened to Mason Rudolph, but Big Ben's playing remarkable. And, and if this game turns out into a shootout, uh, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers um, money line.
1: Yeah, and I like your Steelers pick. uh Mack is up there as the second highest graded edge rusher in the league right now. Only guy above him is TJ Watt and you know, he's a he's a monster, he's an absolute monster. I like uh I like Steelers chances as well.
0: Yeah, uh they they got that defense. They they, they smacked the Browns this past weekend, but the Browns aren't um aren't the Titans. The Titans are a better team than in the Browns, but hopefully uh, they could uh, match up well against this Titans team and um, just take that victory from the Titans fingers, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. But for my locks, I have uh, the Buffalo Bills over the New York Jets, uh, guys. This is this is a no-brainer. Um, thirteen and a half is your spread. Uh, I don't really see the Jets uh, covering um, thirteen and a half uh, this past week. They got blown out by the Miami Dolphins 24 to nothing. They didn't get anything on the board and there's no Le'Veon Bell there. Um, I don't think there's any receivers there outside of Denzel Mims and Jamison Crowder. Um, I would take the Bills spread. Josh Allen is playing very good football. Don't let these last games, last two games fool you. Uh, he'll, He'll shred that New York Jets defense.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm betting against the Jets
0: every week every week definitely every week because like i like uh it, you know it's between the jags and jets but it's also like the jags they can put up points the jets can't so it's <laughs> like you know like last week i bet the uh the dolphins to get the team total first half team total and they nailed it and i looked at the score 24 nothing the jets just can't score um you know that that game they had against the denver broncos a couple of weeks ago um that was just the Denver Broncos also have a really bad defense and then you really look at this Bill's defense. It's really good. I don't think the Jets score maybe if they get lucky a touchdown in in, in the late fourth quarter, but I don't think it's going to mess with that cover. It's going to be like a 28 to seven or 35, seven game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you know, for my lock this week, I got the Eagles beating the giants easily. Um,
0: I love that pick.
1: They're the, yeah, they're the favorite at at negative two thirty five, and I think that's a that's a gimme. But also, the spread is at four and a half, and there's no way the Giants are staying within four and a half on the Eagles. I mm-hmm. think it's easily going to be a two touchdown plus win. There's no way
0: that the Giants compete. Also, speaking speaking of the Eagles, when do you think that we see um, Jalen Hurts? Because like there is there is some urgency here for the Eagles. Um, uh,
1: yeah, it could be sooner rather than later, just because anybody can win that division. Yeah. The Cowboys have what, two wins and they're leading the division. You get six wins this year, you're probably taking it. Um and I think the Eagles the Eagles will take it and I think it's gonna it's gonna take a a, a change of once getting to the bench to for them to just go ahead and and take over first.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Jalen Hurst gets his chance. And like you said, that four and a half pick for against the Giants. Um, you know I agree with you there. Um, you know I don't think Miles Sanders might be playing this game. It might be the backup running back. Uh, but still, you know, with Carson Wentz and with Greg Ward and all those guys, they could do enough to win this game. Uh, the the Eagles are without uh nine of their starters. It is concerning. Um but I think they have enough firepower to win this division. I think they do.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And
0: it's a sad division, but someone's got to win it. Absolutely. I agree with you. Well, folks, we appreciate you for listening to the Shy City Sports Podcast. And we'll be back next.